I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Welcome to My Millennial Money Express. I'm Glenn James, and I put together this three-part mini-series about engaging a financial advisor. Episode one, I talk with Courtney, who has recently engaged a financial advisor, and I ask her about her experiences. Episode two, I talk with Phil Thompson, uh, who a lot of you have seen in the My Millennial Money Facebook group. He primarily is an insurance advisor, and we know insurances are such a foundation point of our financial plan. And episode three is with Rebecca Pritchard. She's been on the podcast many times. Her latest episode on the main show was about uh, the cost of a baby. So, a little bit of variety, and I hope you can get some information and just understand how a financial advisor works. If you are looking for a financial advisor or mortgage broker, you can head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and I'll introduce you to somebody I believe is most suited to you based on the information you've given me. All the advisors on my panel have been vetted by me and they understand my process and my philosophy around financial advice. Hope you enjoy this. I'll see you in the Facebook group. Bye. Phil Thompson from Skywell, thank you so much for joining me and having a chat. How are you doing? Good, mate. How are you going? Not too bad. Now, what should someone expect at the first meeting uh, with a financial advisor generally, or maybe you can talk about your processes, what you do, uh, and we can just go from there? Yeah, really good question. So, we specialize in insurance. So, everything we talk about is insurance focused. If a client needs more than insurance, we'll either work with an external advisor to help them with their insurance piece and, and they work with another advisor uh, or, or they work with another advisor only. So, we, as specialising in insurance, our first conversation is 15-minute phone call. Um, so, I get on the phone just to have a chat, just to understand their needs, where they're up to. Um, but our first like face-to-face, if you will, which is via Zoom, um, and that is talking about the insurance proposal. So, we get straight into an insurance proposal. It takes us a number of weeks to, to prepare it and get ready for it. Um, but we're talking about their goals, their objectives, and the insurance that we think is in their best interest. So, you talk about insurance. Uh, we're talking about car insurance, home insurance, health insurance, life insurance. Yeah. So, only insurance that protects you. Um, it doesn't protect anything else, any things. So, no house insurance, no car insurance, anything, the, uh, the, the insurance that protects you. So, life insurance, income protection, disability and trauma are the four main ones. What are the benefits of seeing a financial advisor and getting financial advice around life insurances, our income insurances, as opposed to maybe just getting them off a website or over the phone? Yeah, really good question. So, um, there's there's a whole bunch of benefits in getting advice. Number one, most people don't understand how much cover they need. 
So having an advisor sit down and understand what they want, what they want to protect is super important. Um, I ask every client in a meeting um, when we go through the numbers and say, before we started talking, how much cover did you think you needed? And 99% of them say they have no idea. So just getting a good sense of how much cover um, you need is really important and going through an advisor for that. Um, and also just comparing the different products as, as well. So life insurance is one of these financial products where your health history has a big impact on which product is best for you. When most other like um, purchases, like car insurance, it's generally down to price and a few features here and there. Um, but the disparity between different insurers can vary significantly. You may have an exclusion with one insurer and no exclusion with another. Yeah. So, you talked about uh, the couple of weeks that it can take to put a proposal together. It is because each person that you've talked to, they might have unique needs that you have to compare that need with a couple of different products in the marketplace and run that against potentially what they've already got in place. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty comprehensive. Um, So, we get the clients to fill out a, a pretty comprehensive form, pretty painful form uh, if you ask me and you ask every client. Uh, So, we get them to fill out that full form. It helps us understand their health history, their financial situation. So, we can just tailor the actual proposal, insurance proposal to them. So, whether that's keep your existing cover where it is, don't touch it because you're not going to get better elsewhere or um, let's take out new policies um, to to suit your needs. When is the right time to get uh, specialised financial advice around our insurances? Uh, insurance, the earlier, the better. So, the younger you are, the better it is. If, you're, if you've got major life changes in a year or two, you could potentially wait for that. Um, but my view is if you have an income, um, you should protect it. And so, getting insurance advice as early as possible, as young as possible, um, is, is the ideal situation. Are there any desired things people should do in relation to, like, to their own circumstances before they uh, jump online and reach out to somebody to review some of their personal insurances? I mean, it, it's good to have a, an idea of what you want to do in the next few years. So, like our recommendations uh, when, when we do proposals, we always look forward and go, okay, what is the next two, five, ten years look like for you? So, if you're not sure if you're going to quit your job in a week's time or – um, if you're not sure where you want to be in a year's time, that can be quite difficult to tailor the insurance proposal um, to clients. Um, so, that's what I would recommend. Just get a, a rough idea of what the next, you know, 12 months, two years, five years looks like. It doesn't mean crystal clear. We, you know, life changes for everyone. Um, but just getting a rough idea, that's what I would say, for, especially when you're looking at specifically insurance. Yeah, because if, if you're going to take out a mortgage in two months' time, uh, and you've already got your pre-approval. That's material to know that hey, we might have a debt of four, five, six hundred thousand dollars that you would have to uh, include into the discussions. Exactly. Yeah, and you can always change things later. You're not locked in forever, um, but it just makes that uh, it's it can be quite long and painful process getting insurance in place. So making sure you have a clearer idea of what what the next few years looks like is is helpful. So, I, I know with insurances, there's a premium. Uh, so, we, I guess 101, when you pay for insurance, everyone, you're paying an insurance company a premium to transfer the risk of you having to carry 
uh, an event financially. So you trade a small portion of money for them to carry a bigger risk. So that's a premium for the risk. Other than the premium, what does it cost if somebody was to reach out to uh, someone like yourself or an insurance advisor? Different advisors will have different business models. So we'll just talk about my, you know, what we charge. So we do the first phone call for free. Um, or at, at my cost, you know, it takes me time to have a phone call, but but we do it for, for all new clients. And just uh, drilling into that phone call, realistically, it's just to get the person to understand your personality, perhaps what you're about, but most importantly, if you think you can help them, is that a fair assumption? Yeah, exactly. And also if there are greater needs, because, uh, you know, without getting a bit too deep into it, as advisors, we need to uh, consider broader aspects of your financial life. So, we can't just talk to everyone and just just help them with their insurance only. So, we need to consider their broader needs. So, if we think they, they have a need for other advice, then we'll either introduce them to an advisor who can help them or just have that conversation and say, hey, we think you need advice in X, Y, and Z. We won't help you with that. Um, but we think you need to and, and give their clients the options. So, that's really what we spend that time. And yeah, just seeing if, if we think we'll be a good fit for them and if they'll be a good fit yeah. for us. Yeah, because I just want to encourage everybody. It's like that 15-minute kind of powwow that I say all my uh, preferred advisors uh, will give to uh, listeners of My Millennial Money. There's absolutely no obligation ever and- if there was an obligation after that 15-minute call, they wouldn't be on my preferred panel. <laughs> yeah. So, and we have plenty of people who just want to have a chat and and don't feel like they need insurance just yet or need it in six months' time. Or That's a complimentary call just to get a bit of a lay of the land. What happens after that call in terms yeah. of fees and process? Yeah, so from there, we go straight to an insurance proposal. So, we charge, um, at the moment, it's $220 for singles or $330 for couples for that insurance proposal. So, that's the um, that's the only direct fee that they'll pay us. Uh, and then following on from that proposal, if clients choose not to go ahead with our recommendation, then there's no cost or obligation. If they do choose to go ahead um, then and we put the policy in place, um, we get paid a commission from the insurance company. Um, so, there's other than the premiums that the clients are paying, they're not paying me a direct fee. The only kind of like asterisks and caveat that we have is after that proposal meeting, if we do a whole bunch of work and then the client just pulls out and, and doesn't get the policy in place, uh, we don't get paid. So, we charge we charge the clients a fee, a cost recovery fee of $1,100. And I mean, we it almost never happens. Anytime we ever charge that fee, people apologize that because you know, their life situa- situation has changed and it was unforeseen for them. So, we almost never charge it. You mentioned that word commission. Um, a lot of people might be thinking, oh, I can't trust an advisor because he or she is just going to recommend an insurance company where they get paid more commission. True or false? False. Um, but I'm an advisor, of course, I'm going to say false. Um, but legally, we can't. We've got a legal obligation to work in our client's best interests. Um, and so, legally, we can't make a recommendation. Um, mo- you know, the policies that we recommend, all the insurers pay is the same commission. Um, so, we'll never make a recommendation f- to make more money. The only reason we can do that is if the client pays a higher premium. Um, but there's always a very good reason if, we, if we're recommending that, that product. And we're, we're super transparent. In our proposal document, we provide 
a full comparison report of all the different insurers and their different premiums. Um, so, you know, there's an inherent conflict of interest and, you know, and that kind of perception that, oh, are they working in my interests? You know, we're, we're aware that that's a thing. Um, so, we try and give clients as much kind of education and, and um, information as possible so they can make an informed decision because, um, I mean, I'll go out of business pretty quickly if I wasn't working in the client's best interest. Yeah. And I think the underlying thing that I think is very important to note is like by law in Australia, every single insurance company that Phil has access to or any advisor, um, the, the commission rates are exactly the same. So, even if every insurance company was going to charge you $1,000 a year, they've all got the same remuneration amounts. So, it's actually, it's not a an issue that you need to be worried with and it's all disclosed to you as the consumer anyway. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so cool. So, if somebody takes uh, a policy out with you uh, or an, an advisor that does insurance, uh, the advisor is remunerated from the insurance company. So, the cost is built in. And if you're struggling to get your head around that, I would encourage you to think uh, a mortgage broker kind of works the same way. Uh, whether you have a CBA mortgage direct with CBA or through the mortgage broker, the price is exactly the same, but CBA have outsourced the work to a mortgage broker. So, they're just paying the mortgage broker uh, so, they don't have to do it internally. Is that a fair statement, Phil? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And a lot, I mean, a lot of insurance companies don't do anything direct at all. Um, and there's a whole bunch of economics around it we can talk on where, you know, retention rate has a big um, impact on on your insurance premiums. So, if a lot of the insurance companies' um, policies are lapsing, then their premiums for every policyholder is going to go up. So, if it's an advised product, it's less likely to lapse than a direct product. So, that's why even often it can be cheaper going through an advisor with inbuilt commissions than going direct to the, you know, the CBAs of the world. Yeah. Now, there is a, a built-in remuneration that's disclosed to the client. That also covers throughout the year if somebody needed to change something on their policy or change their bank account details or wanted to just ask a question. Uh, they can just contact you, the advisor, and there's no out-of-pocket costs throughout the year? Well, every, every business will be run differently. Um, but for me and my business, yeah, we, we don't charge clients to update direct debit details, credit card details. You know, you think about it all the time, your credit card lapses or you're changing bank accounts. Um, we help clients with that. Claims as well, we help clients. I always do say as, you know, another caveat that if we're going to spend 100 hours worth of work and we haven't been paid um, anywhere near enough, then we have the right to charge a client. But any fee I charge clients, we tell them well in advance that, that we need to charge them a fee if we do. Yeah. If there's ever a claim, so effectively we buy insurance for a potential claim and we hope that claim doesn't happen. What if I had an income protection policy set up and you were in my advisor, Phil, and I broke my leg and couldn't work for four months? Where does the advisor come into it with claims with insurance? Yeah, so we, we help our clients with claims. And so, uh, generally, any any health issue, actually, I, I recommend my clients just get in touch with me. Send me a message. Send me an email. Tell me what's going on. And then I'll let you know, okay, maybe we can claim on this. Maybe we can't. Um, I got a, a letter from an insurance company that a client claimed directly. So, you know, if, if for whatever reason I fall off the face of the cliff, 
and I'm dead. Uh, you don't need to come through me. The contract's between the client and the insurance company, um, but we're there just to help and, and work in our clients, um, you know, going to bat for our client. And and you know the client. You've, you've got the relationship there. So, if I, like, I've been to the hospital on a weekend with claim forms for clients, I think that's a lot better because it just gives that client a little bit more comfort that they've got someone in their corner who's going to go in and bat for them. Exactly. And also just knowing the policy. A client, and I'm just getting a little bit more detail, so I won't tell too much, but a client waited their full sick leave before they claimed on income protection. Um, and just getting in contact with me, I can tell them, actually, you know what, with that policy, you don't need it. Wait your whole sick leave. You just wait. You just use your sick leave for your waiting period and then claim on your income protection then. So, anything else that we should know, and this was just kind of a, a fast episode, just a look under the hood, uh, more so around financial advice and the financial advisor's view of engagement with uh, an insurance-only client. Anything else you want to add, Phil? Well, I guess the, only, the thing I would say is just reach out to an advisor. Ask them questions. Like, you're not going to... Um, Almost no advisor I've ever met sends a client a bill when the client hasn't agreed to it or understands it. So, you know, a lot of people come to me and say they want to know exactly what it's going to cost before they engage with me. Totally understand that. But, you know, if I'm or any advisor offers a phone call, they're not going to charge you or send you an invoice off the back of that phone call. Um, They've got to clearly um, get clear consent from you um, before you agree to any, any fees. Um, so, don't stress too much about the fees you're going to get charged um, just to pick up a phone. Look, we're not, we're not lawyers. <laughs> we don't charge like that. Um, or so don't stress too much. Just don't, don't stress about making a call. Well, Phil, thank you so much for having a chat. We might get you back on and do an in-depth episode just about the insurances. I know today was more around the mechanics of the advisor piece and the engagement piece, but uh, we might do a, a Q&A episode uh, in the coming weeks. May love to. When I can fly up to Sydney, you go. We've been closed in Melbourne for so long. You, you're now closed. So, when I can get to Sydney, I'll, I'll come up. Yeah, no worries. All right, see you, mate. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.